Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show presented by Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? <laughs> you don't like my enthusiasm this morning? You reminded me of an audition for being Casey Kasem or something. I don't know what's (laughs) happening here right now. We've got a special dedication going out to. (laughs) I have no, I have not had enough coffee to to match this level of (laughs) happiness. Casey Kasem. So I can't, I can't do his voice. I can do the shaggy voice kind of because he played shaggy on what's it called? Scooby-Doo. He did? Yes. Oh. He, you didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. He was shaggy. That's funny. Like, wow, Scoob. <laughs> but I can't really do his real voice. Hmm. You ever, you saw Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. You know, the blonde woman that Rick Moranis dances with? Um, like no. the pretty blonde lady at the party? Sure. The ponytail? Sure. Well, that's his wife. That's Casey Kasem's wife. Okay. Yeah. So Casey Kasem has a pretty wife. Yeah. Jean, I think, is her name. Good for him and her. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. It's funny because it's funny because Casey Kasem is also really short, like Rick Moranis. Uh, so I'm sure he's probably had, or that she's probably a dan like she was probably very familiar with dancing like that. It's <laughs> funny. With a super short guy. No offense, Casey Kasem. But it is August 14th. No. It is August <laughs> 17th. 17th. August 17th. <laughs> 1995. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to talk about the 90210 episode. Carol, why don't you tell us about 90210? Well, this week was another typical Brandon week. He yeah. fell in love, decided <laughs> she wasn't worth his spit, uh, got in a fight did. with his dad, yeah. acted like he knew better than everyone in the world. That's what Brandon does. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so his dad was doing a big project with a, a land developer. HBC or something like that. Yeah, they wanted to build this big mall. And he suckered all the teenagers into helping with research for building the mall, mm-hmm. including, of course, Brendan Brandon. Yep. Brandon walks in late to some meeting. And gets the starry eye looks from a girl that was somewhat familiar to me. Yeah. From being on All My Children. Also, she was uh, Slater's love interest in Say by the Bell Wedding in Vegas, which we watched yeah. la- last year, I think. I think that was last year. Yeah. Was that Sl- Slater's love? In- like, this isn't mm-hmm. the one that yeah. Zach had like multiple dates with. This was somebody different. I think. No, I think it was Slater's love interest. Okay. I-, I think the. Zach having the the two dates at the restaurant, that that classic situation, yeah, that they ripped off from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, which probably ripped it off from some sitcom or right. or every sitcom ever. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, um, <clears throat> Brandon, Brandon is picking up an older woman because he's still only what a senior in high school. I think he's seventeen. She's in college, so she's like eighteen, nineteen. She's probably twenty, maybe or twenty one. That's just, that's getting weird right there. I guess. Don't you think? I mean, if she's old enough to buy alcohol, yet she's dating a high school boy? I don't, I don't really put any kind of, I don't know. I, I guess it's weird. 
Well, his dad was all for it. He says to the mom when they're talking to each other, oh, if yeah. they ever get together, we'll be able to retire. That's right. Because we'll they be, were both so ambitious. We'll be rich. So he is all gung-ho to help her and help with the mall until they go to some kind of unveiling. It's like a, a city planning meeting or something like that. Yeah. They have- if you ever if you ever loved the bureaucracy <laughs> of building regulation and codes, then this is the episode for you. Got to tell you though, this mall does sound amazing. Like I wish they would build this mall here. Mm-hmm. It was going to have an I'd ice rink. I tear down a thousand peach pits. To right. Build this mall. It was going to have an ice rink in it. Yeah. It was going to be like multiple stories, an arcade, a coffee house. Everybody wanted a coffee house. A nature preserve. <laughs> Like insane. Mm-hmm. How big? It would have to be like a mile long. There was an entire Native American tribe they were going to save <laughs> that had a reservation there. Right. Brandon said, fuck them. I'm not friends with any Native Americans. So I am friends with a broken down old Italian man that just wants to retire. Right. Because he sees on the plans that it's going to be constructed where the peach pit is. Mm-hmm. So he gets all worried, understandably, about not only his job, but, you know, his, his friend his Nat. His yeah. I don't think he cares much about his job. He didn't really... Yeah. Very rarely mentioned his job. But it is where he works. I mean, I don't know. I, Gotta I, get gas money somewhere for that. Magically repairing an automobile that you have. Right. So Nat has been in a bad mood, apparently, for weeks, too, because it's like the peach bit's not even doing well. No. Which is another Slow reason down. why... This could have been a really good thing for him mm-hmm. because they end up, they, they want to give him money. Of course they would to build yeah, where his business is. He has a lease. Yeah. They, they want to buy him out of his lease. And probably has like a 20 year lease or something like that. Right. And apparently while they're building it, he was going to, you know, have to sit on that money, but then they were going to set him up inside the wall. Yeah. So it's not even like forever. They the offer that they gave him was a cash offer. We ne- we never we learned, know how, no, never learned is, how yeah. much it is, but a cash offer and then a prime spot inside the mall. And yeah. Brandon's like, not good enough. Yeah, Brandon is like just acting like a little immature jerk the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's like his heart's in the right place because he's like, this is unjust. What is happening to Nat? And he's all, what's gonna Nat gonna do? Well, dude, like chill. Nat wasn't even that upset. No. They they give him an offer. Nat's like, I'm going to go fight this. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I didn't show up at the meeting because they they offered me money. Right. <laughs> and Brandon's like, oh, that's all. Just to buy. You can be bought off. That's all. Marilyn Monroe sat at this bench. And <laughs> you don't give a shit about that, do you? It was kind of crazy. I mean, a little over the top, even for Brandon. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't listening to reason. And he made his dad look bad. Like, not like this is the first and only time he's done that. And Nat had an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, what about the cook that we've been talking about vaguely this episode? The black cook with the family. Willie, and, I think his name was. Yeah. With one family on the way. The family under <laughs> in tow, and then he's got a, he's a misogynist. He has another family. Okay, you town. know that is not what they meant when they said that. Or bigam- bigam- yeah, weirdo. bigamist. Right? His Big- wife's pregnant. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so <laughs> Nat says, uh, well, I got enough money. I'm taking care of all of them. Right. It's going to pay them like a fucking severance or something. Mm-hmm. Here's two years worth of money while they build this this mall. Because he's got that good of a heart. Yeah. So everyone that much would money. have been fine. <laughs> Nat's like, maybe I'll buy a boat and sail the world. He's got, they're offering him enough money where he can just be like, well, maybe I'll buy a boat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, nobody's crying about that, Brandon. Nobody but you. Mm-hmm. Brandon's like, no, I need this shitty little diner, <laughs> which was host to Hollywood's most attractive drug addicts back in the 60s. Every person that he mentions, by the way, that was in there. Oh, Marilyn Monroe was in here. Uh, I think he says Rock Hudson, which I guess. I mean, that's still tra- a tragedy what happened. But he's like Marilyn Monroe, Rock Hudson, James Dean. It's like, did anyone that didn't die tragically come into the, the diner? Like, you know, it's like, I think the Peach Pit is cursed. <laughs> Maybe. Like I said, though, I mean, it's, you know, Hollywood. Hollywood has a lot of tragedy, unfortunately. A yeah. lot of people die young. It seems like it's like the, the the compromise you make to get that kind of fame is life's going to be awesome and then suck real hard real fast. It's like when you sell your soul to the devil. <laughs> right. Here's Crossroads a- demons. Yeah, there you go. What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Crossroads demons. I don't know what that means. Never mind. Okay. Anyways. Is that accurate? Well, that's where you go to make a deal with a demon is to a crossroads. What? What what are you talking about? A crossroads? Like, like a, where it's a any, any intersection? Yes. Okay. Any intersection. So I'll go to the corner of Main and 14 Mile Road. Be like, hey, I'm ready to make a deal. Look for a demon. <laughs> I think that's just where you go to get drugs. Any corner. Right? Maybe. That is weird, though. There are a lot of drug dealers on corners and apparently also demons just waiting to make deals. <laughs> right? Oh, goodness. I'll tell you, though. Cro- like, so that's the middleman, though. I, well, see, if obviously. I'm, I'm going to make a deal, I'm doing it directly with the devil. I cut out the middleman because <laughs> he's got to be getting something. In a, you know, I'm losing out if I'm dealing with a crossroads demon and not directly with the devil. Right. Sure. <laughs> weirdo so what else did we have going on in this episode besides brandon's temper tantrums i can't really recall like they go to a frat party Mm -hmm. that the girl invites them to they go to the exact same house they went to on halloween yeah it is the exact same shot of that exterior just there's no halloween decorations and there are a couple of things that bother me about this party one the theme the theme is i'm so blue yeah and everybody's wearing blue blue it's dumb it's a dumb, dumb theme, and I don't think any college would be like, hey, let's do that. Okay. Two, they have no alcohol at this party. That's why they're so blue. They got their <laughs> alcohol license revoked or something like that. Because they were too wild. Yeah. Like, why even have the fucking party in the first place? They're drinking coffee. Yeah. They're all hopped up on coffee. It's ridiculous. It's worth the traumatic stress that Kelly's going to get from... <laughs> Being in the house where she was almost raped to go to this party. Yeah, Dylan wants... She seems fine, though. Yeah. Well, because I don't think it's supposed to be the same place. I think it's supposed to be a different place. Oh, there's no skeleton on the door. It's a completely different house. Right? Dylan wanted nothing to do with it, and Brenda drags him anyway. Like, she does that all the time. He's a recovering addict. Stop making him go to parties. Well, but they didn't have any alcohol at this party. Yeah, they didn't know that. Yeah. He does say, remind me never to join a frat. When, if, I, if, I, if I go to college. It's hinted at he might not go to college. Yeah, he does say that. Which, I mean, I guess his dad has enough money he doesn't really need to go to college. Yeah. He's probably set for, like, the rest of his life. What a great situation to be uh, wealthy and white in America <laughs> with, with uh, money just being handed down to you and you don't have to do anything to earn it. 
Wow. What a generation we're going to cultivate here. Well, I don't think we're going to cultivate that. No, not, well, I mean, not us personally. I just mean the nation. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, but the, the eh, forget it. I'm not going to get into socioeconomic <laughs> sit talk. Why? Isn't that, like, your favorite? Yeah, but I'm not talking about it on the show <laughs> where it doesn't matter. No politics. I don't remember Donna. We'll leave that to Bill Maher on Comedy Central. I don't remember Donna or David this episode at all. David comes in like for one scene and he runs into the scene and it's just like, hey, I'll help with the mall or something like that and then leaves. Right. They're they're all just like filling out surveys, passing out flyers. They're there, but they're not doing anything. It's just like Andrea. Andrea's there in the background. Yeah, she tr- I don't she think tries she has to any like. Lines. Yeah, she, well, she's giving Brandon a hard time when he's trying to you know get her to take the survey about mm-hmm. the mall because she thinks it's like what a waste of time or something. I don't even know what her point was. She was whining like she always whines. This was before we even knew about the peach pit, and then when Brandon starts embarrassing his father by. By screaming in the middle of this city hall meeting, totally out of order, mm-hmm. not waiting for his time to talk. Andre is just sitting there nodding and smiling like, yeah, that's right. Be a disruptive jackass. <laughs> that's what I love about you. Right. And um, in the end, the deal falls through. Nat gets to keep the peach pit, does not get a boat, does not get millions of dollars. Yeah. And Brandon's happy. Work until you die, Nat. Right. He comes in at the end and, like, starts fucking with Nat, which was so mean. Like, talking about, like, oh, you could just, you know, sell, uh, mm-hmm. th- like, all the stuff that he'd been... He started the episode talking about the pictures on the wall and how much His it means dad. to him and you know, th- that he grew up here and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you sell your father's ashes? Right? I mean, basically, yeah. He's just, like, you're such a sellout, Nat. Yeah. And then it's, like, everybody's outside waiting to come in. <laughs> He's, like... The deal fell through, Ned. He's like, oh my god, it's the best news I've ever had in my life. He doesn't slap his face like he should. Right. And then, yeah, everyone was outside waiting, just listening to him be, like, incredibly cruel to this old man. <laughs> right? So and that they could come in. Mind you, he just closed up for the night, right? Mm-hmm. He's tired. He's worked all day. Yep. He's ready to go home. They're like, hey, fire up the grill. Let's yeah. let's party. Yeah. And he's just got to start cooking. And he acts like he's happy about this. I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> like, fuck you all. Get out. I think we've learned in this episode that Ned is just dead inside. <laughs> Poor Ned. <laughs> he's dealt with teenagers too long. And now he's he's a husk of his former self. That's why he looks at those pictures all day. He remembers what it was like to feel joy. <laughs> He's got that horse racing money. That's all he needs. There you go. Poor, poor Nat. But yeah, I don't remember any kind of B story at all. I think this is a pretty focused episode. Either that or you were right and we waited too long between watching the tape and recording this. In which case, I apologize. No, I don't think so. I think it was basically just completely laser focused on Brandon. Yeah, and Brandon his and his tantrums. doucheness. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't like it at all. Usually, I like Brandon. I don't like Brenda, but I like Brandon. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, like this, he just shows me that he's a jackass too. They tra- and I. I don't know if they do this on purpose. I don't know if they. They may. If they do, it's brilliant writing, honestly. But mm-hmm. if it's not on purpose, 
then it's a really big mistake. Where they make him, he has these ideals, he has these principles, blah, 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 but he's a dumb teenager, so he's making all the mistakes. Right. Yeah. Where he's too principled. He's not willing to compromise at all. Like, life hasn't bent him to its will in any way yet, right? That makes sense. And I don't know if that's on purpose. They're like, let's let's paint him in a somewhat negative light because of all this stuff, because that's what the reality of a teenager would be. Or if they're writing this and they're, and they're thinking, oh, Brandon's very right in this situation. Yeah, it's just, yeah, he definitely saw injustice where there was none. No. They were going to pay a guy... Apparently a fair price, although... They were lowballing him, according Jim to says, Jim. Yeah. yeah, they were lowballing him, at least a little bit. Yeah, he he called. He saw the offer, and he's like, that's what they were going to give you, and he calls to yell at them about it, and they're like, well, the deal fell through anyway. Well, yeah, they, they were like, what can we do when he, he accepts our, our first, first offer? offer. <laughs> should I tell him he should renegotiate? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not an unreasonable point of view, yeah. I guess. But... Yeah, that's the episode. What'd you think? Um, I mean, it was a decent episode. It's just annoying. It annoyed me. Yeah, I can see that. All right, well, tell the people what they need to know, and then we'll get the fuck out. <laughs> so we're still, uh, we're still doing the contest for oh your giveaway, giveaway, yes, giveaway of the nine hundred two hundred dolls. We got about three weeks left uh, for you to get in on that giveaway. So check it out at retrolatefee dot com. That's correct. And you can go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at com. That's right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.